Welcome in. Bill Michael Show. Continuing on. Good stuff today. Real good stuff today, as a matter of fact. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. One other thing we have not mentioned. Uh, you got basketball getting ready to get underway. I saw that uh, they're posting some pictures of inside the locker room for the, the Badgers, also Marquette, UWM, UW-Green Bay. You've got, uh, you know, obviously football going right now, and the Wisconsin Badgers and the Green Bay Packers and postseason baseball. Got Admirals Hockey. Uh, their home opener is October 21st, only a couple of weeks from Saturday. Their home opener already. So, which I'd love to, I'd love to do a show down there at the arena, talk a little hockey, do one from inside the, uh, the UW Panther arena down there. That'd be great. Be a lot of fun. Try to do that. And, uh, we got some other hockey going on all throughout the state. So we are in full fledged sports mode right now when it comes to all the options that we have in the state of Wisconsin, really, really good stuff. Uh, in the meantime, I had mentioned we've got, uh, Matt LaFleur, and uh, the Green Bay Packers uh, ready for, you know, their, uh, I, I guess, if you want to talk the the long off week, getting ready for that one game coming up on Monday night against the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. And then they've got another long stretch because they've got the bye week. And, uh, you know, the question was posed to Matt LaFleur, what have they learned from watching the film over the weekend? There's so much um, in every area. So, um and we're still going through all that stuff today. Just having the Monday night game gives you a, a really good opportunity to go back and, and kind of look at everything, with, um, you know, from just what you're asking your players to do to the situations we're in. So there's a lot of good information that we're, we're gathering, and um, hopefully we can use that to offset some certain tendencies and improve upon some certain things. Um, that which we know we have to do in order to, to win football games. So the the schedule, obviously, because it's a Monday night game, which means you push everything back a day. So instead of a Wednesday normal practice, probably be Thursday. But Matt LaFleur talks about the schedule for this week. They'll be back in tomorrow. We'll have a, you know, a light practice tomorrow. And then um, Wednesday will be another day off for them and we'll get into a normal routine for a game week. I think that's one of the tricks when you're coming off a Thursday game and then you have a, a Monday is you can go the other way and, and just give, give them too much volume. And I want to make sure that our guys are ready to roll come Monday night. Then uh, you've also got your four games into the season now. You know what that means. You, you can start bringing guys off the pup list. So the question was, how is Eric Stokes doing? Uh, that should be coming up here shortly. I've got to still have another conversation with Goody and our training staff before we um, make a definitive decision. So, uh, you know, I don't think you can, but the question is posed that, you know, with Stokes possibly coming back and the secondary needing some of that help, I mean, can you really rely on him to play right away? Well, I think uh, I think our athletic training staff has done a really nice job of trying to ramp him up. Granted, it is different than uh, being out there playing 11 on 11, but we'll see how he, he progresses. You know, he's a guy that's, um, he's, he has missed us a lot of time, but he's also played a lot of ball and uh, looking forward to get him back out there. 
The one big question we had coming into the season, I mean, there was a lot of questions, obviously, surrounding the quarterback position, but the big question was, it, it seemed so bad, and that was Anders Carlson. And coming into the season, you're like, wow, he's missed all kinds of stuff. He's missed practices. He was, and I'm not talking about physically, I'm talking about kicks at practices, family night, you know, uh, preseason. And down in Cincinnati, and you're like, wow, this is going to be shaky at best. And instead, now this may jinx it, so, you know, kind of knock on wood, but he's been the most steady and reliable cat out there so far, and Matt LaFleur talks about it. Yeah, he's when, when called upon in the heat of the battle, he's done an outstanding job. He's got a – we've all seen the ability that he possesses, a big-time leg, um, and, you know, he's gone out there and – executed when it's mattered most. I still don't understand the whole big-time leg. Then why didn't you kick a field goal down in Atlanta? I, I still, to this day, don't get it. You're in a dome at 56 yards. You kicked a 52-yarder the week before in, in Chicago. Keep talking about the big-time leg, but I like, what the hell are you talking about? If you keep saying it, then why didn't you use it? I, that still just sticks with me. The other guy that's played pretty well is the other – uh, side of the special teams, that's Daniel Whelan when it comes to being a punter, and he's done a really good job as well. We're really happy with them, and uh, I'm sure there's it'll continue to get refined and hopefully get better and better and better. Now, as we all know, we uh, got the news that on the IR goes David Bakhtiari. And you really could use stability in your offensive line, so you want continuity, and, and to bring him back and put him back in and then take him back out and this and that. It, it doesn't do anybody any good. But is there a possibility that you can get David Bakhtiari back this year and he could still play for the team? Yeah, I'll let Dave comment on that. Um, I know he wanted to talk to you guys later on, so I'll let him talk about his, his timeline. So there you go. That's an interesting, very cryptic statement, isn't it? Very cryptic. Uh, and then um, you've got the left tackle, the guy that's backing him up, and that's been Rasheed Walker. And, you know, Matt LaFleur was asked, look, you know, Rasheed, the offensive line did not have a good day against the Detroit Lions. So how do you, how does he think Rasheed Walker has done? Uh, I think he, for the most part, he's done a pretty good job. I think there's certainly things that he, he needs to clean up. And, um, you know, but I think for a guy going out there, not quite sure and, I thought he's he's held up pretty well. So, and I anticipate him continuing to get better. The more he plays, the better he should get. So there you go. That was Matt Lafleur yesterday uh, talking to the media. The one thing I will say is uh, the Green Bay Packers, after getting beat up on by the Detroit Lions, have gone from forty to one to sixty-six to one to win a Super Bowl. Uh, San Francisco still on top, followed by Kansas City, uh, Philadelphia, Buffalo. Uh, Dallas and on down from there. But yeah, the Packers are now 66 to 1, tied with the Vikings and the Buccaneers and the Titans uh right now uh in that spot to to possibly get to and or win a Super Bowl followed by Atlanta and the Rams and then it goes on down from there. Bill, I was off on Friday, so I I didn't hear all of your takeaways uh, because I wasn't in here producing, but was one of your takeaways Packers suck, they did all these bad things, but one of my takeaways was okay, the Lions have actually taken a step this year. Right, I was skeptical coming yeah. into the year because it's Detroit and all they do is lose and I need to see it. I've seen it through the first couple of weeks. So Thursday, yes, the Packers looked horrible, but 
I think also part of our takeaway from Thursday night has to be the Lions are legit and they've taken a step and they deserve credit. Absolutely. Um, they they have taken on the persona of their head coach of this we're going to smash you in the mouth and beat the hell out of you uh, type of team. They play crisp. Uh, they will keep doing it until you stop them. They were just jamming it down the, the Packers' throats again and the Packers didn't have an answer. They won in the trenches. And they that was a huge, huge, huge step for the Detroit Lions to say, nope, we're actually for real. And I really believe that. Uh, not only did they come in and they beat Green Bay, but they pounded the Packers, something they haven't done in a long time as far as just beating up on them. And Because uh, remember last year, the first game, and this is also four straight games, they beat the Packers now. But that first game, uh, in Detroit last year was just an ugly game. I mean, remember Rodgers was throwing red zone picks and didn't look good and then gave the comment we shouldn't lose to that team, which has seemingly just inspired them ever since. And that would, that's what they carried into that, for, for the most, you know, for all intents and purposes, a meaningless game for them last year at the end of the season. But they did knock Green Bay out of the postseason, and they did it with a bunch of pride, and then they came in here and put a stamp on it yet again. So right now, to me, I 100% agree that the best team in the NFC North is the Detroit Lions. I, I, that, that, was, that was an ass-kicking, and I, no, no two ways about it. They came in with, whether it was Aaron Rodgers or anybody else, they came in with a chip on their shoulder to say, we are going to tell the rest of the world that anybody that had a question, we are for real. And that's exactly what they did. I would agree with you. Um, but, yeah, there was a lot to – there was a lot of bad. So when you were, because uh, you were up in what, um, lacrosse, right? I was in lacrosse game? for Thursday night. And uh, and I like Thursday night of Oktoberfest, it's a really fun night for a game. Problem is we went to a bar. We got there a couple minutes into the game. And it was fired up. And the place was full. And at halftime, this place was empty. They're just like, screw this. We're going to an actual bar right? where there aren't any TVs. We're going to drink. I mean, people yeah. gave up on that game really, really quickly. And I don't blame them. Uh, it was a just a horrific performance. And I, I we were talking about this. Uh, I did a, a national show yesterday. And one of the, you know, they said, well, you know, the Packers came back and won that game and they're sitting at two and two. And this, I said, well, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They have played out of eight quarters of football, six quarters in the last two games, six quarters and say four minutes of really bad football. So that leaves one quarter and maybe – you 10 minutes 11 minutes of decent football and and of of you know really inspiring football but over six quarters of awful i mean ugly horrible football mistake ridden football get your ass handed to you football lose in the trenches football i mean if that's not a giant red flag right now going i mean you know god i hope they straighten it out against uh, the las vegas raiders but if they if they struggle with Las Vegas, I just I now wonder who because they they beat a now seemingly a, a, a terrible Chicago team. They went toe to toe with Atlanta, but Atlanta I don't know if really Atlanta's ready to you know kind of spread their wings yet. They got their ass handed to them by Detroit. They came back on a uh, on a New Orleans Saints team that you know they did they did what they needed to do to win. They put pressure on Derek Carr, drove him out of the game. They won the ball game. They came back. It was a moxie win. But it's been a lot of really, really bad football. And I think that's something that even though the record is at 2-2, two and two, if it was at 1-3, and three, 
that we would not be ignoring, but people are ignoring it. And it's like, no, this is really bad football. This is and the I, it's concerning. This is the drive by drive breakdown, Bill. This is exactly what we were talking about. This is from Andy Herman. And he lists point by point the Packers offense. This is from the end of the Falcons game until halftime of the Lions game. Ready for this? I'm going to go possession by possession. Do it. Punt, punt, turnover on downs, turnover on downs, punt, 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 interception, punt, turnover on downs, 18 point run to win the game. And then the Lions game starts. Field goal off a Rudy Ford interception, punt, punt, interception, punt, punt, end of half. Right. <laughs> it's, it's awful. It's, it's, it's bad. Terrible football. And yeah, I I get that there's a lot of people that are excited about certain things, and I am too, but I cannot it, – it, this is where my gut says, don't ignore this. This is real. This is really tangible stuff. And it, it, and I get the same sense that I had back when the Packers were 15-1 and one, and I had watched Kansas City, you know, beat them. And, uh, you know, Kansas City with Romeo Cornell at the time was not a good football team, and I, and I watched Kansas City beat them, and everybody went, ah – you know, and I'm like, no, wait a minute. There's something here, and sure enough, that's the, that was the blueprint to beat them was just punch them in the mouth. I'm watching six, seven, eight quarters of really bad football, and in in the in the midst there, they've thrown a win in that was a dramatic scramble come from behind win, and it it's it's I have to admit it's alarming. It just is. Uh, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Hit us up. Uh, get your thoughts on all of this. I got some emails to get to. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Skipper Buds. Today's the day. After I get off the air today, today's the day. Time to take the boat in. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to get it out, and the inevitable is going to happen, and so it needs to go back. So today is the day that it uh, very slowly and methodically and loneliness-wise goes, goes back to Skipper Buds, and it gets winterized and then shrink-wrapped and then gets stored away for the rest of the winter until I happen to, you know, pick it up again in May or June. But yeah, that's what's going to happen. But if you're looking for a great deal, they have new boats and used boats and service and storage and all that. So call them 262-544-1200. Get a hold of my buddy Todd. He's a GM over there. 262-544-1200. And, uh, and they can help you out in any facet, whether it's getting a new one, a used one, service for yours. If you want to store it, if you want it stacked, if you want it indoor, outdoor, shrunk wrap, whatever. They can help you out. That's our friends at Skipper Buds and Pewaukee. Again, 262-544-1200. Call my buddy uh, Todd over there, 262-544-1200. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers at 1031 
Our friends at Kemp's, you know who they are. They've been in your, probably in your freezer at one point or another in your lifetime. In the dairy case at your local grocery store. But they've been around a long time. And if you're looking for an opportunity for a career, click on the word careers at the bottom of the page uh, at Kemp's.com. K-E-M-P-S, Kemp's.com. That is Kemp's.com. And you click on the term careers, and they can help you out. And you could be interviewing there is maybe as soon as tomorrow. Who knows? But uh, they're paying some sign-on bonuses. They're looking for CDL drivers. They're looking for uh, production uh, people, also some cooler maintenance technicians as well. But they pay, and they are a career. They are right here in Cedarburg, Wisconsin. That's our friends at Kemp's, K-E-M-P-S, Kemp's.com. Click on the term careers at the bottom of the page. Again, Kemp's.com and go to the careers link at the bottom of the page. And who knows, maybe before uh, before you know it, you could be working for a hometown company. Good stuff from our friends over there with uh, Kemp's. Uh, Michael says the best team in the NFC North is the Detroit Lions. And ladies and gentlemen, you have entered into the twilight zone, doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo, uh, which he's not lying. <laughs> That's a big dose of reality right there. Um, this is, uh, from Jordan. Jordan says, uh, I think the Packers are in for a long rebuild. Everything's not going to start working at the same time at the same place. And that's what you need if you're going to win a championship. I don't know if Jordan Love is the real deal or not, but I do know some of the talent as he has in parentheses that they have on this team is not what everybody believes it is going to be. Oh, I, I firmly understand that that if you don't think that what you have stockpiled this team with, you can look at a lot of different players. You can say, okay, um, Kenny Clark, solid player. I don't know if Devontae Wyatt's going to be really good, good, subpar, great, or terrible. He's not, I don't think he's going to be terrible. But I don't know. Making tackles downfield versus making tackles in, in the hole and and blowing up the run are two different things. So I don't know what that talent level is. I don't know. I think Devontae Wyatt has shown a lot of wherewithal. Um, but I, I don't know sometimes if it's the scheme or the player. Um, I think Jair is a good defender. I don't know about great. I don't know what Stokes is. Darnell Savage has had his moments where he's really played well, and then there's other times where he just vanishes, and they don't have the same tenacity out of the safety position because you're going with corners as safeties now. Then you look at the offensive side of the ball. I know Aaron Jones is good. I don't know about the rest of it. The offensive line, I think, is better than average as a whole, but I don't know how they're going to be now moving forward without David Bakhtiari. So, I, I I don't know what the level of talent is on this team. And I don't – I have openly questioned the coaching staff. I have given Matt LaFleur credit for certain game plans and play calls specifically that I think have been really solid. And I also have been critical of the outside-seeming softness of this team which is, to me, at times, a reflection of its head coach. Well, Bill, Malafleur, I think, has a really good scheme. I think he connects with his players. I think a lot of times he makes good decisions in games, sometimes not. We don't need to debate that. 
He's not the toughest guy, but I don't think a head coach has to be the toughest guy. That's sometimes where you lean on your coordinators, right? Right, right. And I don't know. Or, that, your, or your position guys. Yeah, 100%, of course. But I just see his coordinators because we listen to him talk. I don't know that Joe Barry brings that toughness. And nope. Rich Bisaccia, I love him, but they named him associate head coach. They dedicated a couple roster spots to his special teams. And I don't know if Rich Bisaccia is adding much to this team in support of Matt LaFleur. Well, uh, Bisaccia, the one thing that he has done is for all the questions about Anders Carlson and then uh, Daniel Whelan has, <laughs> man, th- those guys certainly have turned out. That's true. They have not been bad players at all, and he's gotten the process correct. So for everything that we doubted, it's for the most part proven us wrong. So uh, that has been a positive. He did make things better special teams-wise, the minute he walked through the door compared to what it is they had. So I, I, I've i got to give Bisacci at least a, a, a check mark to say, good job. I, but I think Rich is kind of a no-nonsense, no-BS, old-school type of guy. So I don't know how that plays inside that locker room, so to speak. But I do know that you know there was a, quite a few guys that spoke highly of Rich Bisacci. So, But I agree with you. I, I, I don't know, you know. I don't know what, you know, Stenovich – adds to the toughness of the offense and the line because he doesn't handle the line anymore. He's the offensive coordinator. So, but I, I, you know, and Butkus is that guy. So I I don't know what gets added there. He seems very soft-spoken. Stenovich does. Butkus, I love his energy. When I've seen shots of him on the sideline, he looks jacked up uh, most of the time. And I I don't doubt that the players like Rich Bisaccia, but I think the players like Matt LaFleur. Being liked is one thing. I want to see a little bit of that toughness come through in, in Rich Bisacci and have that rub off on his team. And I'd also love to see his special teams stop committing so many penalties. It's yeah. so many penalties the last couple weeks, right. Bill. And that's part of what we were talking about, of so many bad starts, bad quarters, uh, penalties uh, on the offense and pre-snap penalties, penalties on special teams and, and such that we've seen. And just just stuff that it's your head's not in the game at times. And which is just odd. And when you, especially when you see it at home, you know, it's, it's one thing on the road. I get when you're down in the dome and you're in Atlanta and the crowd's going crazy. Okay. One or two, but we've seen bad clock management. We've seen false start penalty. We just seen things have just regressed for lack of a better term. And it just, it just has. So I I don't know. It, It just, there have been things that just have looked bad. One last thing, Bill, not to talk your ear off here, but uh, I talk every Monday to a couple college football coaches for our lacrosse affiliate, WKTY. They do some some advertisements, do some podcasting for them to, to kind of get coaches' interviews out to, to fans. And I talked sure. to the Winona State coach. Uh, his name's Coach Bergstrom. He's a big special teams guy. And he told me on Monday, and I'd never heard anyone say this, he said, Grant, punts and kickoffs are a team's opportunity to exchange massive amounts of yardage, right? 40, mm-hmm. 50, 60 yards at a right. time. And if you do a good job and you're clean and you block it up well, you can flip the field and exchange, you know, amounts of yardage that you can't on offense or on defense. Right. But if those opportunities get wasted, that's that's a lot of yards you're not getting. And I, I thought that Absolutely. was interesting. Absolutely. I'm a huge believer in that, in flipping that field position. If you can keep your your opponent backed up deep in their territory, it it the likelihood of them continually driving down the field for scores and putting them into positions to score is so different, and it's so hard to do consistently. If you have good special teams and you can continually flip the field, that's why Bisaccia was brought in because this team wasn't doing it. Kickoffs were big runbacks. Punts were big runbacks. And 
and they were giving up a ton of yardage, and they had issues with taking points off the board because of blocks and bad snaps and the process and all of that. I mean, they were just giving it away, and that was the reason he was brought in. So I, I 100% agree with that, no doubt. Uh, by the way, um, this, is, uh, this is from Jake who says, uh, um, oh, he, he's talking about tailgating tonight in the Brewers game. I'm sorry, I was reading something else when it comes to uh, – I thought you were talking about Packers. No, he's going to the Brewers game tonight. Said tailgating, if anybody's coming down, we're going to be over in the parking lot where the RVs and the buses park. We'll look for the big Brewers flag. Well, they're duh. And an old school Brewers barrel man underneath that will be happy to say hi to any Bill Michaels listeners. Okay, well, there you go. Thank you so much. Good stuff. Uh, speaking of the Brewers, when we come back, we got Chuck Freeman of the Locked On Brewers podcast. Chuck's going to join us. We're going to talk with him and get his thoughts on this Brewers roster, this postseason roster, roster on the loss of uh, Brandon Woodruff and uh, who he thinks needs to come up big in uh, in this uh, you know opening series against the Arizona Diamondbacks. That is all coming up. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The all-new Potawatomi Casino Hotel has something you got to see. Play more slots and games, and you could say, show me the money, to reveal up to 10 grand each Thursday. 800,000 in prizes is up for grabs. 40 winners each week. This October and November at Pottawatomie, Milwaukee, when you're ready to win, just say, show me the money. More info at PaysBig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. And uh, time now to uh, talk a little more baseball as uh, we've got uh, a big one coming up down at American Family Field. Starting tonight, the Arizona Diamondbacks are in town. Brewers looking to get two out of three and uh, get this series over. Chuck Freeman of the Locked On Brewers podcast and now joining us on the hotline. Chucker, how you doing? Oh, Bill, I feel like a lot of people, since the Woodruff news, are, are just like, oh, well, series over. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just can't go that way. There's still a lot to play for. Yeah, they're missing a big chip, but uh, I'm telling you what, uh, don't just think that they've lost, since they've lost Brandon Woodruff, that uh, you know everything has gone out the window because this team can still rally behind the guys they got. Yeah, I, I look, He's a, if you lose like an everyday player that uh, benefits you continuously, that's one thing. Uh, a starting pitcher, I I don't want to diminish it because they're once every four days. We all know that, but he was a key cog and a personality in that clubhouse, which you heard his emotion yesterday when he talked about being there for his guys and how special the clubhouse is. So you got to feel for him, but uh, you need Corbin Burns to get the first game tonight, and you need the Brewers' offense to show up tonight. You know, you got to get because Corbin Burns has been traditionally the guy that doesn't get the run support. So give how important tonight is this first win? for the Milwaukee Brewers in this series, do you think? Oh, I, I just think uh, winning game one is always the tone setter of a series. Now, can you still lose it? Of course. But, you know, the shorter the series, the more critical, I think, is 
winning game one. Because if you lose tonight, then you gotta then you gotta win tomorrow, and then of course Thursday. Um, but yeah, the loser of tonight's game sees it on the line immediately coming up on Wednesday. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pivotal. I mean, they're all pivotal, but especially game one, you got to go out there and win that first game. Otherwise, uh, boy, you put yourself behind the eight ball. So let's talk about the the roster because Joey Weimer, also Jesse Winker, they're on it. Rowdy Telez is not. Garrett Mitchell is not. They went with Colin Ray over Adrian Hauser. Give me the way, give me your thoughts on the way the roster is shaken out. I was surprised Garrett Mitchell was not on the postseason roster. Was very surprised he was not. I, I, I did it. I, I, maybe there's something going on that they, they just don't want him coming back and playing uh, 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 with that shoulder. But yeah, he should. I thought he would be on Rowdy Telez over Joey Weimer. I, I thought should have happened. Um, but I'm a little stunned that Weimer's on this roster, really, because he's going out. The, Joey Weimer at this point might as well go up the plate with a toothpick in his hand because. Uh, he's he's lost up there. He's completely lost on major league pitching. They need to work with him and get him ready for next year. So maybe defensively, but I don't see Joey Weimer starting any games ahead of anybody under no reason. But how odd. Rowdy Telez, he's with them the last couple of seasons, with them all year, injured a little bit this year, and he's not on the postseason roster. Wow. Right. <laughs> And he's a bat. I mean, he's a, he's a better bat than Joey Weimer is. You know, I mean, that's yeah. the one thing about it is that you know he he actually can hit. Now we had Tim Allen, our old buddy Tim Allen, on earlier today, and said, well, maybe because they have so many lefties in Arizona, that's the reason you throw Weimer out there. But Weimer has been he he can be a defensive uh, you know uh, stopper, no doubt, when it comes to playing center field and roaming around out there with his speed, but and especially on the base pass. But he doesn't offer much at the plate, man. Nothing at all, and I really wonder what his future is going to be with the team down the road. I mean, I, I, he's got to get better offensively, and it's only his rookie year, but he's got to get better. I mean, he was in there every day in that lineup, hitting 205. They just run him out there. There was no consequences. He was not sitting. He'd go in a slump. He was not sitting. And then, you know, finally they just sent him down to the minors. But he was going out there every day after Garrett got hurt, after Garrett Mitchell got hurt. Um, as far as Rowdy, um, wow, I don't think he'll be back as a first baseman. I don't. I, I can't see him back next year. They will get a better first baseman. Carlos Santana, obviously, they're not going to resign him. He's he's their guy just for the rest of the season. They're going to need a new first baseman next year, hopefully in the free agent market. But I, I see what their options are. Let's say something happened with Carlos Santana uh, in the postseason first base. Mark Canna would probably play first base. Yeah, we were talking about that a little bit earlier. Um, so anyway, um, I wanted to find out your thoughts on who needs to kind of have a a breakout series. And I said, go back to the NLCS against the, the Dodgers, where everybody offensively was shut down, including Christian Yelich. And since then, the year after, remember, he had that big year and then busted up the kneecap, didn't play in the postseason. And then after that, the postseason since then, he has not – played well at all because he just wasn't hitting the ball i'm really looking for maybe christian yelich to have a big breakout series in, in this particular series since he uh came off the end he was on the injured list he, they had not played him for like 12 games out of a row 12 out of 12 or 13 and yeah he didn't go on the injured list but he had the bad back but since he's come off that in the last you know several week and a half or so he's 
he's been hitting the ball hard. He's been having good at-bats. His exit velocity has been very good. He's been hitting the ball hard. Uh, my guy, the click, the guy, the guy, I, my guy, the pick, the click for me, the hunch for me is going to be Willie Adamas, who's had a bad season. But now it's Willie's time, I think. I think Willie's going to have some big moments. I think Willie, uh, bookmark this one, I think Billy, I, I, I think Willie Adamas is going to have a nice postseason. You always have to have, if you're for a successful team, you got to have one guy carry the weight. You know, you mentioned Christian Yelich. You know, Arcia had some nice at-bats, too. Uh, not enough of them, but they did back in 2018 at the Dodger Series. But I, I, I'm thinking Willie Adamas, who's had a terrible season, is going to step up to the plate, literally. I, they kind of go as Adamas goes. We found that out. I, I'd be excited. Yeah. If Willie Adamas busts out and have a big series, man, that would be, that'd be huge for this Brewers team. Oh, it would, Bill. Uh, he's got to. Uh, he's one of the reasons why, well, him and Yelich, because that they put offense. They, that lineup is centered around Adamas and Yelich having solid years. And, yeah, Yelich had his moments this year, but it wasn't good enough. Certainly not the superstar that we, we hoped he'd be. Uh, but he's got a, he's got, he definitely needs to, to pick it up. And same with Adamas. If those two have decent series, uh, you know, on a team that really is always hurting for offense, uh, that'll, that'll go a long way with this lineup. Uh, I want to ask you also about the rotation. Now, I know they have a lot of lefties and such, but give me your thoughts on how you would bat this team. Would you leave Yelich? Would you bat him leadoff? Would you put him third? Would you move guys around? How would you like have this batting lineup look today? Well, I'd still have Yelich um, in my first three spots. Uh, Mark Hanna's always got to be in that lineup Uh every day in the top five of that order. I want Mark Hanna in my lineup. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you stack it up right. You stack it up with right-handers. You know, uh, I still want, even though a lefty is out there, I want Sal Freelich on there. I know he sits against left-handers, but he's still one of my better players. I want Sal Freelich in my lineup, even against mm-hmm. lefties. And you can move him down in, in the order, but, you know, I want him out there. I don't care who's pitching, lefty or what. Um, I want him every day in my lineup, center field, uh, and, and and batting, but put him in the lower part of the order. So the Arizona Diamondbacks, in your opinion, what kind of a threat do they pro- with, what kind of a threat do they pose? Obviously, they had the Brewers' number during the regular season. Yeah, well, the, you know they they won four of the last six uh, the six games with the Brewers, four of the six. Mm-hmm. Uh, their top two pitchers are really good, Merrill Kelly, and of course Zach Gallen is a Cy Young candidate. Offensively, you know they they're coming off a series where the Diamondbacks were not hitting the baseball, and we you know it's just like our just like the Brewers we, we've seen them go through the stretches like that. The Diamondbacks went through that against Houston this past weekend, and they kind of backed in. Well, they they earned their way in by what they did during the whole body of work of the season, but they lost Saturday too and, and clinched. So offensively, they they have the capability of just going into the tank offensively but those two top pitchers i'm glad that the brewers aren't facing one of those guys tonight they did not want to pitch Troy lavallo did not want to pitch zach gallon on short rest uh tonight and he's going to go with him for game two and then uh, kelly in game three now the problem for arizona you might not get to a game three but if you do get mm-hmm. to a game three you got that great pitcher pitching who are you throwing tomorrow night for the brewers peralta yeah, I'd move him up. 
yeah, you got, I, see, I, I, you know, this thing with all oh, so, so many days rest, I don't care. This is the postseason. I, I want, you know, there's going to be some energy out there and all that. And if I'm Freddie Peralta and my season's on the line, you know, either win or lose. I mean, if, if either way, uh, Wednesday night, if you win Wednesday night, if, after winning tonight, maybe you, you, know, you clinch. If you lose tonight, well, your season's on the line Wednesday night. So if I'm Freddie, I'm going to Phil. I'm going to Phil. <laughs> Where, how did I how did I beat <laughs> myself there? <laughs> going to Craig. I was, putting up, I was putting up I was putting up a Phil Garter program in my studio yesterday. Um, I, I'm going to Craig and say, Craig, put me in on Wednesday. Put me in that game. <laughs> now here here's the thought though. If by chance that you win tonight, would you then turn around and pitch Wade Miley or Colin Ray in that game too, hoping you don't have to use Freddie Peralta? No, or I'm at least right Freddie Peralta. You, would you just end it? Yeah, yeah, I just end the thing. Oh yeah, um, I would not. I mean, as as nice of a job that Colin Ray has done this year, and Adrian Hauser at times, I'm going with my because my the strength of my team is my pitching staff, my front three. Well, I don't have. Brad and Woodruff. So the next best thing is I when I need I need to come back and close it out with Peralta. Maybe we'll find out today when Craig beats with the media, Craig Council that is, um, who he's going to pitch on Wednesday. But I I would think he'd come back with Peralta. But you know, Craig he's do, he'll do some funny things. He may come back with an opener on Wednesday, and you know mix and match. We've seen him do some unconventional things in the postseason before uh, with his pitching. So maybe that's what he'll do on Wednesday. Who knows? Chucker, always good to talk to you, bud. I appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we're talking again next week about this team advancing. I appreciate it, and we'll talk soon, okay? You get it. Locked on Brewers. Locked on Brewers, Bill. Get it on Google, Spotify, Apple. We talk Brewer baseball. We'll be here every day in the postseason. Google, Spotify, wherever you get your uh, podcast, And, of course, go to YouTube, our YouTube page. Uh, search Locked on Brewers. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell. Locked on Brewers on YouTube as well, Bill. Ring it. There you go. Chucker, we'll talk to you next week, okay? All right, Bill. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. He drops off. You get on board. 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. Give him a shout. If you're going to be watching a game tonight, uh, man, go enjoy yourself. And if you're going to be out and about, maybe you want to head down. I know that our friends at Northern Lights uh, event venue uh, could possibly have some doors open coming up tomorrow night, kind of the last real warm night of summer. But uh, they've been doing it for some Packers games as well. But they want me to remind you that, yeah, we we hate to say it, but uh, the holidays are right around the corner. And they have just a few spots available for events, such as a dinner, a business uh, event of some type, uh, maybe a rehearsal dinner, uh, photo shoots. If you're going to go down, say, with your executives or whomever within your company and you do a photo shoot for people in the company, you can do it all right there. Uh, You can have it catered in, whatever it happens to be. Business events, dinners, weddings, photo shoots. Go down and check out a Packers game. That's northernlightseventvenue.com. That's northernlightseventvenue.com. Right there on the Milwaukee River, northernlightseventvenue.com. More of the Bill Michael Show. It is coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, Jan Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. 
incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Serve restriction supplies. Showroom for details. Offers at On board, Bill Michael Show. Continuing on, 877-867-1670. Come up after the top of the hour. Uh, Tim Allen, host of the Baseball Post Game Show. We'll talk. Uh, we'll hear from him. Hear his comments regarding uh, this Brewers postseason and the roster that is and such. So we'll get into all of that coming up here in just a little bit. Um, so I'm uh, looking forward to that. Uh, in, in case you uh, did not hear. So we're going to get that back for you. For, you know, there's some people that aren't on the network uh, in the first hour of the program. So we want to make sure we get that to you as well. As today's a big day, a uh, big Brewers uh, day today. Brewers in the postseason. And uh, this is from Jesse. Jesse says, I cannot wait. Going to be down at Stenny's tonight just watching the game, not taking the shuttles over. Uh, this is Phil. Phil says he's going to Howie's. Uh, oh, out in lacrosse. That's a good sports bar. Been there more than a few times. You've had a couple of, uh, couple of long nights at Howie's, I'm sure, right? Grant? Oh, I've wasted away a good amount of nights. Not wasted. I have invested a great amount yes. of nights at that establishment. You bet. Yep. Uh, and then uh, Jack says going to be at the Badger Brewing Company. Uh, that's in. Uh, that's out in Madison, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, this one's from Bill. Bill says it's uh, going to be sitting at home in the Northwoods. Just got here today. Opened up the house. Getting ready for hunting season. Can't wait for the snow. Bill, bite your tongue. Bite your tongue. We first of all, we got a lot of postseason baseball left. But don't even use the S word. Not not yet. I mean, boy, no. <laughs> not going to. I'm not even looking forward. Not even looking forward to that. Not yet, anyway. Holy mackerel. Uh, Rick says, uh, going to be heading down to the ballpark tonight. Getting down there early. What time do they open up the gates to start tailgating? Uh, that's uh, 6.08 is first pitch, so what? Three or three o'clock, I want to say something like that. Does that sound about right? Is it is it three hours, four hours before the game? I can't remember what the rules are. It's been so long. <laughs> I don't know. So if anybody knows, um, let us know uh, off the top of your head because I cannot remember specifically what time they open those gates. But it'll be a good night tonight. No doubt. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of people heading down. As a matter of fact, i got a buddy of mine who lives in Chicago but is in Cincinnati right now and wanting to know where to go watch the game tonight. Uh, so i got people all over the place saying, hey, where are, you, where are you going to be? But not going to be down there tonight. I'm going to th- I think I'm going to go down tomorrow night and check out the game. And, uh, and hopefully that's, that's when they clinch. Hopefully that's done. And then after that, um, 
I'd love to be able to. Now, if they clinch it, they got to wait for their next opponent. And the second round of playoffs don't get underway until what? This weekend? Do they even have that scheduled by any chance? Yeah, they do. And I'll I'll pull it up here. Just give me a couple minutes. We'll get it after the top of the hour here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it would be uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then the winner of the Diamondbacks Brewers series would play the Dodgers in L.A. on Saturday and then on Monday. And then they, the Brewers would come, or the Dodgers would come to Milwaukee on Wednesday and Thursday. And then if they need another game for game five, they would go back to Dodger Stadium. And all of those games are going to be on TBS, by the way. Okay, so there you go. So, yeah, the uh, if the Brewers win these first two, they get a couple of days off. They fly to L.A. They take on the Dodgers for the first two Saturday and then Monday. Then they fly back to Milwaukee on Wednesday and Thursday before then uh, would have to go back there on Saturday. Okay. Well, there you go. Get this one out of the way. You play at Dodger Stadium coming up on Saturday and Monday, and then we'll see you back here a week from tomorrow for uh, for that game against the Dodgers. Looking forward to that. All right, Tim Allen, host of the Baseball Postgame Show. When we come back, stick around. Whole lot more. Whole lot more. Stay tuned. Fired up today. I can't wait. <laughs> 